It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton, sidekick Josh. I feel like, because I was listening to, I'm listening to the new Alan Partridge audiobook at the moment, and Sidekick Simon is obviously featured quite heavily, is who you were named after. And now I'm very, very aware of trying not to slip into pure Partridge during the middle of the podcast or at any point in real life, because you're not really a sidekick. You're like, you know, you're the king of the podcast. You do the whole thing, really. Anyway, hi, Josh. How's it going? Good to be here. Yeah. Whereas Sidekick Simon is basically looked on, looked upon by Alan Partridge as a subordinate idiot isn't he Luke, okay, Luke Kempner I reckon Luke Kempner is a fan of Alan Partridge I'm a massive fan of Alan Partridge I'm a big fan of Tim Key yeah psychic play, who is Psychic Simon yeah. I wouldn't it be great why you were Psychic yeah, Josh of course yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> imagine if I called him Psychic Josh without knowing about Psychic Christ, Simon yeah. then I would be Alan Partridge yeah, the Alan would. Partridge yeah, in the exactly. Arsenal podcasting world yeah. yeah it'd Which be awful many people thought it was Psychic 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 Josh I had super powers well you are Psychic as well so that's handy what is it what is what? It's not. It is sidekick. It's sidekick. It's sidekick. Oh, yeah. sidekick. He said some people thought he was psychic. Oh, I see. Do you think right. I was saying psychic as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. I always thought it was psychic, John. Psychic, John. Oh right. my god! See? Now the whole thing is really weird. <laughs> All right, now anyone who thought I was saying psychic, Josh. Can uh, let me know Inside what here. terrible um, pronunciation, enunciation. Yeah. Clearly, Diction. I have diction. Yes, thanks, Luke. That's my drama school. Anyway, this is Luke Kempner, everyone, Hello. who's back, second, third time, third, third? my hat trick ball, regular. Yeah, um, highly talented comedian, impressionist. Yes, um, who's actually doing a gig tonight in yeah. Soho after this. So we will got. You know, Probably would have been by the time anyone yeah, listens exactly. to Got married in the summer. Got married in the summer. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. The ring. Nice ring. Yeah. Lovely ring, Luke. Yes. Mrs. Kempner. Yes. Mrs. Um, McFarlane. Kempner. Mrs. McFarlane. Oh, okay. Yes, we're very modern. Very modern. Feminist. Um, and clearly. I'm now Luke McFarlane Kempner as well. Oh, my God. So, yeah. men- so trendy. Although, is that thing, though, if I do ever have a son or daughter who plays football, that is going to be a lot of money to get that on the show. <laughs> yeah, McFarlane nice, Kempner. Yeah, McFarlane's a lot of syllables. That's a yeah. lot of letters. Yeah, and with James Ollie is back, regular, semi-regular, regular, semi-regular, actual proper. As I always say, football journalist who knows what he's talking about. And you, you, and you were at the uh, AGM today, the 
Arsenal AGM. It's almost like we actually kind of know what we're doing. Well, Josh does anyway when he books the guests. Yeah. I had no idea the AGM was today oh, until okay. I saw on Twitter people tweeting from the AGM. Because usually it's a Thursday. It's usually, yeah, but it, they moved it this year to accommodate Stan because he was in town oh. for the Middlesbrough game and then for the NFL game at Twickenham so oh, they right. moved it to the Monday and they knocked training back to afternoon so Arsenal could come wow so that's the power so you of the got to sit there watching silent Stan Kroenke mm. um, in, in real life that that wig for a start that, you, he's got almost like got a kind of like a uh, what's his name Donald Trump style hair isn't he he I has feel. he looks like he's lost a bit of weight actually oh, from, okay. from last year but he, he, he silent Stan talked wow. he, uh, yeah for probably nearly 90 seconds wow let's um, not let's not Blow our load, so to speak. <laughs> let's, let's save some of this gold okay, to what Science Sounds said to later, because I have oh, to, obviously, as I do, yeah, as a teaser, mm. yeah. We're going to talk about the uh, Ludigorette's triumph mm. and the Millsborough not-so-triumph. Um, but before that, I have to remind you all that FanDuel, we're doing FanDuel, it's the one-day fantasy football thing. You select a team of Premier League players for a single round of fixtures, so you're not locked in, locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch, and win money if you're good enough in one day. First up, you choose your contest. You can play for free or put your own money on the line for bigger payouts. We're playing the £5 fan fave with £6,000 of prizes to be won for the top 360 managers. Then you pick your dream team. You have £100 million to spend. No no subs, no captains, just 11 shirts to fill and the perfect formation to find. Splash it on dead certs and hunt out the hidden gems. It's the ultimate test of your football knowledge. It was designed by football fans like us and is powered by Optostats and it's much more about more than about goals, assists and clean sheets. Every pass, interception and tackle has all got implications for the game. And we've got an offer for you. If you sign up with the promo code GUNNERS, then found you'll return your entry fee as free credit if you don't win cash in your first contest up to a tenner. So use the offer, enter your team against ours if you don't win cash win cash you'll get that entry free return as credit so you can play again free next week go to fanduel.co.uk enter the promo code gunners in the promo code field on sign up to bag the offer josh very good i just while we're doing a, a bit of business you remember nick true gave away two tickets oh yeah to the sunderland away yes. game next saturday so it was won by joe mancini Excellent. who was four seats away in his guess for oh, what the ticket number would be so we're due to meet up at the reading game tomorrow to hand over those tickets we'll take a photo and post it so everyone knows it's genuine so who was his name again joe mancini joe mancini well yeah. done joe yeah, well and thanks to the bloke who came up to me um, at the Tony Adams statue on Saturday and said he listened to the podcast. Oh. I forgot to ask his name. It's extremely by surprise because I was waiting to put, meet my nephew and his mate to take them to the game. But yeah, it was very nice. Back in club level. Back, back in club level where it's all happening, yeah. And I managed to get a nice red wine in the afternoon. It's very key. James, so let's start with the AGM. Mm. You taunted <laughs> Red us. wine, James. Red okay. wine. I associate. Oh, there was more AGM. Stan Cronky. Who before also oh. got married this summer. Oh, yeah, say. James also, also got married. Got married so I did. Last week, last week was you. short people-themed podcast because all the guests <laughs> were short, like me. This week it's married people. And you're both, you're tall. How, how, you're I'm not really medium, tall. Medium, medium tall. With, with spiky hair. You're taller than me. Five foot 11. No, that's, 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 yeah, that's tall compared tall. to me. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I'm like five foot. I'll take that. Five and a half. Yeah, but that's that, I'm six foot seven, so I don't know what that oh, means. Oh my god, right. six foot seven. That's like entering to Stephen Merchant territory. It's this. Yeah, is it the same height? same height as yeah, the, the yeah. merch? In, in fact, also the same height as Peter Crouch because wow. um, I remember doing an interview with him a few years ago, and the photographer we sent along actually made us stand back oh, to brilliant. back at the end of the interview, as if that was somehow going to be you know some kind of brilliant picture that would you supplement the, the piece. Uh, no, because we didn't use it. 
Oh. Because we were exactly the same. Get this, right? We didn't use it because we were exactly the same height, and somehow that didn't justify using the picture. I don't understand it. Well, I, I would have used it. Did you see that um, Peter Crouch tweet that he did a couple of nights ago yeah. where someone had tweeted him and said, um, oh, just so you know, you're ruining my life on FIFA. And, oh, uh, really? and he quoted the tweet and said, at least I'm getting a game somewhere. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> he had like 25,000 retweets. Oh, that's yeah. good. God, like, it shows you if you're a footballer and you, and you make even a vaguely good, decent job. While we're talking about FIFA, I have to mention this. Extraordinary situation. So for the first time, I'm, I'm due to do some work with Sol Campbell tomorrow. So I never met Sol. So that's quite exciting. And we're doing for one of the betting companies. The, the idea is it's, we're doing an England-Scotland look ahead to the game and they wanted a couple of players from the 1999 playoff games, you remember them. So Sol Campbell obviously played for England that night. Yeah. So we were looking for someone to do this from a Scotland point of view and uh, a lot of them obviously still up, up in Scotland were filming in London. So I got a hold of Christian Daly mm. who played. So I ran Christian I spoke to him about it and I explained what they wanted to do and he was like, you won't believe this but in 1998 I was asked to go on a TV programme and play Sega Worldwide Soccer with Sol Campbell. Wow. So now, here we're going to be 19 years later, and I found the video on YouTube. I'll tweet, it's on my Twitter. If you look at Play With Asian Twitter today, I put it out there. There's this extraordinary video of the two of them awkwardly playing what is a terrible video game back in 1998. <laughs> uh, Daily 1-2-1, for those wondering. So we're going to do oh, that tomorrow, right? FIFA wow. 17. The see, reunion. See, see if they yeah, win. How brilliant. You should play the original game. If you can dig out the original wow. game. Wow, yeah, that's, that's a great game. shout. Yeah, right. No so we've got 24 hours to find. I don't even know what, what it was. Sega it? Worldwide Soccer. I don't know. Maybe PlayStation. Mega PlayStation Mega One. Drive, yeah. Mega Drive. It was Sega. I yeah. don't know. It's Surely. Anyway, that was a link into video games that we just got onto. I don't know. I why. was just talking about Peter Crouch. Oh, Peter Crouch and FIFA. Pleased, there we go. He's a funny we guy. should hear about the AGM. It's more important. Yeah. We, well, I was going to. Yeah. We, I mean, I like talking about FIFA, um, but um, let's hear about the AGM, James. Yes. What was the eight, what were the key? What, was there any surprising moments of obviously well, Cronky speaking for? Well, so was he, he paid tribute to Arsene, didn't, Arsene Wenger, didn't he, on his twenty years? Yeah, there was a lovely um, at the program. I think it was the Ludogorets game. There was a, on the front cover of the program. There was a sort of mosaic yes. of yes. Arsene oh, Wenger's nice. uh, yeah. um, profile made up of all the players, two hundred and ten players, I think that he'd selected. Mm. So they gave him a framed sort of large enlarged image of that. Mm. And, nice. And Stan spoke at the start. I think, to be honest with you, the the, the story is that there was no story this year normally it's really aggressive and hostile and you know people are questioning various appointments on the board and various decisions that have been made and why haven't you spent any money and all the kind of circular issues that have gone on the last sort of three or four years and actually this was much more relaxing i've got to say it was a lot smaller this year because of course the last two or three years gradually Stan and Alisha Rizmanov have been buying out these individual shareholders there's just fewer of them to turn up at these uh, at these events but um, no it was it was you know it was quite relaxed it was quite jovial really I, I, the only probably bone of contention I think was um, Stan Kroenke as a matter of course mm. they're all retired on an annual basis as directors and they're reappointed to the board and it's just a formality that you know yeah. um, the, the companies like that have to go through and Stan had to have two votes. The first vote was not sufficiently um, oh. a majority in the oh, room. No. So, so Chips sort of said, well, you know, we have a, um, some proxy votes here holding this piece of paper. And I have to tell oh, you that God, these proxy votes represent 79% of the um, shareholding. So I think if we have to go to use the proxy votes, we'll probably know where we stand. But we would like to poll the room again. And then they polled the room again. And it was just about 60-40. So he said, oh, I think the motion carries. And we all move on. It was just a little bit of an awkward yeah. sort of moment with Stan sort of, you know, sat there watching this whole thing go on which I think is just indicative that even though the team's doing much better and, and you know obviously they've spent some money there's still a bit of antipathy towards him and there was this payment uh, that was getting queried about why Gazidis' payment had gone up 
Is that right? Yes, there's a, I think it was a 40% increase in his bonus to 1.1 million, which means he gets 2.6 million, uh, 2.65 million a year, which is, when you put it in the context of other people in his line of work, it is a remarkable amount of money. Um, but again, it was a, that was a Sir Chips um, fob-off sort of answer, which was reading off a piece of paper saying, well, I sit on a remuneration panel and we all decide whether the, all of the executives deserve their money and we've decided that Ivan's judged not just on a one-season basis but on the long-term goals and objectives that he's delivering and he's doing a first-class job, that kind of thing. You know, yeah. Thank you for your interest. Let's move on. So, I'm not sure I trust Sir Chips with his bits of paper and his proxy no. votes. And no. Like, we've got a bit of paper here. Yeah. Uh, Seventy nine percent. So yeah, you can go on the board. Also, who, that. yeah, who is the chips anyway? I mean, obviously, I know he's uh, he's yeah. the. Well, where's he come from? What's well, his story? Is, Why is he called chips? There is there's, there's an element there is an element of dismissiveness. Um, which, you know, runs sort of through these kind of AGMs. When, I mean, there was a very salient point raised again today about why there isn't any female representation on the board. Yeah. Which is a perfectly... It's old white men, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Oh, it's all old white men. And, yeah. and they are lined up there. Oh, and, it, and it really is not representative <laughs> no. of, 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 the, of the support of base. So, you know, and again, this, this question was asked. And Mr. Chips says, well, you know, as soon as we can find a woman who's capable of <laughs> oh, performing oh, well, no. we'll, we'll invite her onto the board and we'll, we'll move on. And it's just this sort of think I know what he's saying but it's very clumsily mm. done that, mate, having said that there's old white men on this podcast most of all it's, it's, yeah. it's young-ish yeah. white men well, I used to be a apart woman, from me you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if you could revert to your know, female Patricia thank you, you come thanks, thanks Patricia <laughs> hello dears yeah. well, um, you know what you're right we should get we should get more women on the podcast oh definitely yeah right. Dodger yeah um, um, I think but, we're ethnically quite a mix sometimes. I mean, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. not tonight, but sometimes. Yeah. Sorry, is this your it's application to become chairman of Arsenal? <laughs> yeah. This is going very well. You made me yeah. very conscious. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, I, just felt, I had to have some level of self awareness. I can't slag off the Arsenal board for being old white men when like, this podcast is okay. Okay. white men. Yeah, this right. podcast. It's a very it, age. We have we're very good with age range. You know, I'm old and you're young. Yeah. Well, we, had lady, we had Lady Bracewell Smith, not on the podcast, but yeah, yeah, what to her? She was, yeah, she was there. Yeah, the Nina. She well, she sold out, didn't she? Um, right. you know, she was sort of part of the, the Danny Fisman sort right. of generation. And yeah. Obviously, when Danny passed, she sold she sold her shares and, and very much took a back yeah. seat. So, I mean, it's a, you know, I mean, diversity is something that Arsenal you know claim they take very seriously, and they have taken steps in various other areas. But it just doesn't it, it jars a little bit yeah. when you go to an event like that and you see yeah. that sort of. Did type. anyone ask about like controversial things like? Um, did anyone ask about the living wage issue? Like, they're not paying they don't, the, the companies we pay to do the catering and all that don't pay a living wage, do they? Or there's con- there's I don't different- think so. Oh, I was, I had to, I missed about five minutes of it because I had to nip out and file for the for the evening standard for that edition. So, unless it happened in that oh, time, right, then okay. no. But no, the, the living wage is, is an annual thing that does tend yeah. to come up, but it wasn't really. And there wasn't there what I saw of someone took a picture of one question where someone was asking in detail about the defenders at the beginning of the season, oh, saying that was, Gabriel wasn't good enough. And, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, that so that was essentially a, 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 a very um, pointedly phrased question about why um, Arsenal started the season essentially with Holding and Gabriel no who was it Holding and Chambers Chambers. centre-back against Liverpool Um, because Gabriel brackets not good enough Mertesacker brackets injured and not good enough and Koscielny brackets rested and Arsenal and to be fair to Arsenal there aren't many managers in the Premier League who would indulge a question as sort of quite awkwardly phrased as that he actually started this quite long answer and then sort of broke off halfway through saying oh by the way I don't think I quite agree with what's been said in brackets there and it was was (laughs) 
very disparaging about those right. players involved. So. Yeah, yeah. And he was asked about Mustafi, and he elaborated a bit more on him. Yeah. I think in, in saying that he wouldn't have been available anyway for the Liverpool game because he was injured. Because he was injured. And, and also that Valencia were very reluctant sellers. And mm. I mean, that, yeah, look, their version of that transfer was that Valencia didn't want to sell for a long time and eventually they had to pay £35 million. Now, the story sort of doing the rounds more informally than that was that actually if they'd got their money out a little bit earlier, they probably could have got him for £30 million when they were trying to pay twenty five. Mm. So that's a case of who you believe there. But, uh, you know, I, I think... The bottom line is they could have got that done, that deal done earlier. But you know they sit here now thinking, well, okay, the opening day was disappointing, but on balance, this, the season's going pretty well so far. And was he asked about why he has a captain that never plays? Yes, he was. He was. Um, again, that was. I mean, I feel as though there was a bit of revisionism there too, because he did kind of say, "Oh, we picked we picked per, uh, pair before he was injured," which I'm pretty sure didn't happen. No, um, no, it certainly wasn't confirmed until after he was injured, and there's all suggestions. Oh no, well we knew that was going to happen months before, but obviously Mikel retired at the end of, the, of this previous season, so he may have had it in mind. But no, there is a, there is certainly a, a, a narrative there of captains who don't play. Lord help Lauren Koscielny now; he's got the armband. Yeah. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. And was that, and did they ask about, sorry, I'm fascinated by the age, but would they ask about safe standing as well? That, like, some people, some fans want that, and ticket prices in general? Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, the, the number of empty seats is, is, is an issue, isn't it? I mean, we all, we all know that there are empty seats every week despite the fact they say there's 60,000 tickets now I mean they've changed it it used to be the attendance they, the, the guy would come out at half time and bring along a piece of paper each show to the media which would be this is our attendance now it says tickets sold at the bottom of it mm. to sort of clarify yeah. that actually there isn't that, this many people in the stadium yeah. and I remember seeing a survey This, I mean this is going back a few years now but I remember seeing I think it was 550 about that number season tickets are used once a year Wow, and that was quite a few years ago, um, and it was basically just corporate, you know, yeah. corporate seats, corporate money that turn up for Man United or Tottenham or whatever, you know, whatever big game they fancy coming to. Because um, Ludogorets was quite empty. Wasn't well, it? Luke and I yeah. went together, and you, you said we did, did Luke a lovely time looking at the upper mm. tier. <laughs> yeah, it I know. Was, well, it was either they're turning up late, but it was it was really empty. And I was at the um, Middlesbrough game, and it's there's always empty seats. But I think it's a lot of people who just don't use their ticket. Mm. Which I find infuriating because, like, I'm a bit skint, you know, and you're yeah. like, well, I'd love to, you know, I'll take a ticket off anyone for free. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? I must say, there is this wonderful Facebook group called Arsenal Tickets. Mm. I don't know if you've, you probably wouldn't have come across it, boy. They do an amazing job. There's a few guys that just seem to dedicate hours of their life to ensuring that even like foreign fans who ask, how can they get a ticket? Mm. And just ensuring at face value that so many people who can't use their tickets, they find them people that yeah. would love to go. Uh, so I think some fangers are trying to do what they can. Oh, yeah. But of and course, there's, Twitter groups there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can do. Well, Arsenal have that, the ticket exchange yeah, it's program, very good. don't they? Which yeah, is, it is it's, good. it's good, but it's obviously not doing a good enough job or there's too much I mean there was there was a I've got to tell you this just changing it slightly there was a fabulous question um, today at the AGM somebody asked um, and I don't want to appear like I'm mocking this person but I think I probably am he said I think it's hugely disrespectful to the team that people seem to want to leave before the end of matches 
you know, you, these players try their hearts out 100% every week and at full time, no matter win, lose or draw, they're, they're, they're going around clapping the fans to two-thirds empty stadiums. What can be done? And I'm sat there thinking, if you're going to lock these people in, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you might have a health and safety issue. But uh, what, you know, what can you really do about that? Um, but I suppose you know the argument maybe is well let's sort out filling the stadium at the start rather mm. than we worry about how it is like the army got very angry at the uh, borough game people leaving he was sort of like see ya well done great support <laughs> see ya mate well done and it's just like it, I mean I have never left a game early I have to say in 15 um, years yeah, I don't no, know. it was 20 years you I did mean, miss a goal the other night although I did miss a goal but oh, that was because I needed a number two so <laughs> Good you know. to know. Good detail. Look, I'd had a burger on the way in. Okay, <laughs> you know I didn't have a. We couldn't all get. No, no, we couldn't all get no, one no, on a club level. <laughs> yeah, probably from a street. You what? Sorry, a street burger. Of course, yeah, street, not, not like your club level. Lovely. You no. know. Well, they must do some kind of food in in the rest of the ground. Uh, what do you mean they must do? As if you've never been in the rest of the ground, boy. <laughs> like it's a mystery it. what happens down there with all the us other mug- people. Us muggles can get some good can food down there. Um, oh, that's funny. That, that's, but the thing about like I don't leave early. Either, but to, I can if you're four nil up or something, you know. And yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying I approve of it, but I can just about see if you're four nil up or something. Or if the game's over, essentially, is a contest, and you need to get away. It does make it. Because if you leave for, like a minute yeah. before the end, that saves you twenty minutes. How do you in the get queue? home? Oh, really? How do you? This is fascinating. Well, How do you I get walk, home? Like? You walk, walk home. So do, ah, ah. Yeah. But you see, if you have to use the tube, right. I mean, I get the bus, so I'm okay. fine. But I tube, tube. Is, is a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, you have to queue up and like queue right, at Arsenal, okay. or even by the time you get to Hybrid Islington, there's a big queue. Wasn't there a question about can't they open Holloway Road and today as well? Because that's the thing, because Holloway Road's closed, so everyone it can't cope. That station, even at six thirty, an hour before the game the other night, it's heaving. It's because like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's only got that one entrance, it's got, and it's got isn't it a lift as well? Mm. Fascinating transport. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, but I was going to say I can just about take people leaving if it's a, if it's a get over as competitive. But when it's nil nil, like it was on Saturday, that's madness. Yeah. You know, like you, we could have scored, we didn't. Yeah, yeah, could have yeah, scored yeah. a last minute goal. They could have scored a last minute mm. goal. I mean, yeah. I mean, I cover I cover a lot of other clubs as well, mm. and, and fortunate to go to a lot of grounds. And it, it look, I mean, it happens at Old Trafford if United are winning two three. That yeah. just stands right. half empty yeah. near the end. It's not a problem exclusive to Arsenal, but I would say it does seem to happen more that when you're talking about if there's a, if there's an old goal ahead, if it's still tight, the game's not dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. There are people yeah. just steadily mm. streaming yeah, out yeah. within from probably the 80th minute onwards. Um, which I, I, I do find that remarkable, yeah. I have to say. Because that's so a why you, are you there? You're there just exactly. to experience three quarters of a game. You've paid the money, <laughs> and it's a lot of money. Yeah. Why not watch the thing you've paid the money for? Yeah, completely. Yeah. I don't even understand it. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't go as much as... I'd love to be able to go every week if I could afford yeah. it. But, you know, th- when I'm there, I'm, like, I'm going to make the absolute most of it. Yeah, yeah, completely. It's, it's There's been a lot of late goals. Of late, yeah, one way or another in our games, yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, yeah. also, if you if you are four nil up, five nil up, you want to stay there and sing and lord it yeah, over the exactly. opposition, don't you? Yeah. That's kind of why I you wanted those ludicrous yeah. fans to really get it. <laughs> what me? did you make of uh, Conte? You know, when he was trying to g, g- up the Chelsea oh, fans, fair enough. I mean, never seen yeah. Wenger do that, and he could have, could have done that but many times that, over the years. But wasn't mm. he his point? Wasn't he, he was kind of making the point that the Chelsea fans were weirdly not very? He was right. He was. They. I was at the game. They were. They were so quiet in the United. Fans, fair play to them. They sang the whole of that second half, even though they were getting hammered. And that's all you could hear. It's all you could hear. We're at the the press box uh, at Stamford Bridge. You're about 
12, 15 rows um, behind the mm. dugouts. So mm. we probably heard pretty much what a close approximation of what Conte could hear. And he was saying, come on, you know, yeah. come on, Chelsea fans, let's, you, let's hear it. You know, it, and actually, ironically, that's actually a criticism that Mourinho's had of them when he was in charge. So it's, yeah. it's not the first time. But I wonder whether it might be because the Chelsea fans are so weirdly in love with Jose that they yeah. felt embarrassed that they'd humiliated him and fallen out. Yeah, it's possible. Chelsea fans are there was a bit of that. weird, aren't they? But weren't they, but weren't they, they <laughs> were singing you're not so special anymore and all that sort of thing. Some well. of them some were, but, but them. Them. yeah, but they, it was weird. They was some of them were singing his name, some of them were singing that sort yeah. of you know, you're not special anymore. Some of them were singing you're getting sacked in the morning, some of them were kind of desperate yeah. to get his autograph at full time. Yeah. Of course he was confusing. long disappeared down the tunnel. Yeah. But it was kind of it, no one really knew. It's a weird one for them, I suppose, because he's got such an indelible part in their history and yet at the same time he's now a manager of a major rival. So where how do you position him? I so I'm, find, I'm finding it quite difficult because I've always hated Chelsea, but I hate Mourinho. Oh yeah. So yeah. when Man yeah. United, I mean, always oh, yeah, no, I, hated United. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people I hate. Yeah. But when Same. it was Man United versus Chelsea, it's very difficult. Yeah. Well, that was the, no. I was, you're right. The first time the ever, I was actually supporting Chelsea because I hate. I, know, I hate so Mourinho I. more, and I actually hated Chelsea more over the years because of him. Yes. You know, he is so he such a despicable Terry. face of football. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. Per, do you impersonate him as well? Because you do not really. Maybe because of the hatred. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 But so it was. Um. I really enjoyed him, and and the fact that he he had to have another little dig at Conte. Just, yeah, like, but just leave it. What an idiot. Yeah, I mean, again, it's so typical of him, isn't it, to have yeah. a go at... Stop yeah. going at the manager. I mean, there's a couple of things I say about that. One is that I, I don't think Mourinho quite often, particularly in games, is is anywhere near as calculating as people think he is. He, he is quite. He's very emotional. He's very something that um, I, I won't name him, but a former player who's now playing somewhere else told me about Mourinho when he played under him that he's very, very up and down, very volatile. You can walk <laughs> the training and you just really don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. And and I think some of that. Um, inspired what happened at the end but also I watched him before kickoff and he was very conscious of um, he was he was stood by the by the tunnel on um, just on the edge of the pitch watching his United players warm up and he was talking to Steve Holland and he was there for more than 10 minutes and he had his mouth um, covered over by his hand as he was talking to Steve he's clearly conscious that there'll be a camera on mm. no, him he doesn't, yeah. doesn't want to you know yeah. Uh, what he's saying to be yeah. picked up now clearly he didn't do that full time if you wanted yes. to make a yes. point uh, to Conte yes. when you embrace him you could quite easily put your hand over your mouth yeah, and yeah. nobody would have known yeah. but within the time it took for the players to come off the pitch and the journalists to get into the press room it was already circulating on Sky Italia that this is what he'd said don't humiliate yeah. me you know 4-0 and whatever yeah, else right. which is the back page of every newspaper today yeah. and we're talking about that and not yeah. talking about how bad United what were. a knob I don't, mean, I don't like to talk about Chelsea imagine <laughs> 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 But that's basically yeah. encapsulated but what I've what, just talked did, about. What I would yeah. say is, it's interesting because it does did make me think because Marino's because I mean Marino just generally not not doing a good job right now. Mm. I mean with with that team mm. and it, and it does and you know other managers not being quite as amazing as you might think. You know even City aren't doing. You know yeah. they've, they've haven't, haven't won or have they for like four games or something. Mm. We're joint top of the league. Mm. And Klopp, even Klopp, I mean, Liverpool are doing really well, better yeah. than last season. But it does make it did it does make me think because I've been critical of Wenger over the last few years. Mm. Actually, maybe it's like yeah, maybe even these super managers who are supposed to be like the greatest tactical geniuses in the world, yeah, if the they're going to lose four nil. Then you think, well, actually, maybe Arsenal, you know, deserves that credit more than I've been giving him credit for. What but I think, think like? I, I think the trouble is is that, that it, it, these things are so on you know balanced. Yeah. You know, because that Burnley game, we could have very easily drawn that. We yeah. could have very easily lost. The 
the game at Borough. We could have very easily, the Southampton game, not won that game. And then suddenly we're six points behind. It's these things that are so finely balanced. And yeah. then it's suddenly like, you know, like I hate my mate Tottenham fans. He was like, oh, is it the Wenger Okie again? And he was like, is it Wenger in this week? And I was sort of like, yeah, but... It, that's the trouble with it is we react so mm. quickly yeah. and actually a lot of times you need to take a step back and look at the, the big yeah. picture look, City aren't suddenly awful because no. you know they've just they're just still struggling to find exactly what works there I just want to ask James obviously covering Arsenal this season how do you assess us are we title challengers uh, absolutely and I think I think the the price um, well the criticism of Wenger is that it, you know, stability becomes stagnation when things aren't going well but stability at a time when, you know, Antonio Conte's obviously come into the league, Guardiola's come into the league, Mourinho's gone to a new job with a, clearly a big rebuilding process that he's probably only just started there, having had two years of, three years of rebuilding after Fergie left. Um, so that squad's an absolute mess, which is what he's got to put together with there, or put up with there, rather. Um, the fact that Arsenal's been able to steadily build year on year, and I think eventually, and it should have been done earlier, but eventually plugged the gaps. The only one... I'm not certain about yet is Lucas Perez. I don't know whether he's quite good enough to play. If he's, is he going to chip in with 10 or 15 goals that could make the difference? I, I don't know. I'm not saying he isn't. I'm just, I, the evidence I don't think is compelling enough there either way. And particularly when you consider that actually they turned him down earlier in the summer. They could have signed him earlier, but they, they were looking for other options and then eventually went back to him. So I think that yeah. kind of tells you that they're not really convinced about him either. Um, but I think that if you, the overall um, balance of the squad is, is better than it's been in years. If you think about um, you know Aaron Ramsey being out, Santa Cazorla being out, Jack Wilshere, okay, has obviously gone out voluntarily. But if you, if you imagine those three players were out even sort of 12... 18 months ago you'd be thinking there's a real problem in that central midfield and yet they've still got Granite Xhaka obviously out as well mm. they've got, still got options in there Elneny can come in Coquelin obviously as well um, and, and I think that's really solved that issue I'd still maybe as I say I'd still maybe want one more forward but I just think everybody's vulnerable this year if we you know people were ready to pay out on City winning the title after five games yeah. but yeah, Guardiola's problem was always going to be if we want to play this high pressing high intensity style three three times a week Champions League travel and the intensity of the Premier League and you get one or two injuries and the thing doesn't quite flow then you know that's I'm mm. not saying he, I'm sure he'll succeed he's, he's too good a manager probably not to eventually but mm. They are. They have fallibilities. Chelsea have, I think, improved no end for playing three at the back. But you can't. Ne- you can't now say they're title favourites or, or or bang there in the title race ahead of anybody else because again, they'll get injuries. They'll that that three at the back system. United cre- actually created a few chances. I mean, they lost four nil, but they created a mm. few chances. Even Leicester lost three nil. Any time they got forward, Chelsea did look a little bit shaky at the back. So it's not as if suddenly you know three four three is the panacea for all their ills that, that caused all those problems last yeah. season so everybody you know Liverpool they've all got um, weaknesses and I don't think that Arsenal's weaknesses are necessarily any worse than any of those other sides so you have to say they are title contenders definitely the question is of course we can sit here now in, in late October and say god they look good don't they mm. but oh, if, yeah. we, if we do it you know but we could come February March Sanchez could have dropped off Ozil could mm. you know suddenly all the critics who say oh he doesn't do it in big games well, you know, suddenly they could have a bit more ammunition or you know you might get one or two injuries that might then test those players that need to step up and will they yeah. quite step up uh, for me putting Alexis Sanchez at the top of this team is, is not only been a, a masterstroke in terms of um, creating more mobility for the team going forward but it just it 
puts him at the top to set an example to the rest of them to say that is how hard you work yeah. and when Arsenal have been at their best this season they've worked hard they've pressed the ball mm. they've shown that intensity and we, my, a lot of my job is endlessly searching for narrative and, and yet sometimes it comes down quite simply to if a team doesn't work hard enough on a consistent basis they don't regularly win football mat- mm. uh, matches especially in a league where quality is diluted mm. You actually want it more than the other team. Think, That'll take you yeah. a long way in this Premier League now. Do you think on Saturday, though, against Middlesbrough, we start, I mean, I, I'd say we would start looking, those big players looked a bit tired or I don't know. Well, you Sanchez know, was fuming a lot of the time. Yeah. He was sort of getting very annoyed at people not put, not playing the ball exactly where he was going. Yeah, and, and making and, runs, yeah. Mm. And he, but he dropped very deep. He keeps dropping yeah, deep as well, which he does, doesn't he? When I think when it's not going well. When it, people, but I think that's because Cazorla wasn't there. Right. And yeah. then I think when, yeah, when right. you've not got Chaka or Cazorla yeah. and you've got Coquelin who kept finding himself again and again and again in a position of where can I pick a pass yeah, the limits like, of and Ramsey's were. not there either yeah. and then and so then when you're just lumping the ball up when you're lumping a ball up to a player like Sanchez is not going to make much of a difference where if we could have had Giroud to bring on I think that would have made a, a big difference and I think it's a shame that we didn't appeal the Chaka cards, the Chaka red cards. Yeah. Because it's like now, actually really could have done with him in that game, I think. Well, I think we missed him massively. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we would have won that appeal because I think because of that. No. Although, of course, there was a really bad foul in, in the game on Saturday, oh, wasn't the there? Yeah. That he could, that it could have been sent off, yeah, couldn't yeah, it? Yeah. He was booked. Yeah. I mean, it was the same kind of thing. I, I, yeah, I agree about Cazorla. I think he's a massive miss. I think what he does, when you get a team that defends like Middlesbrough did on the edge of their own box you need that first midfield pass to be quick and incisive mm, yeah. and because it it, it it means that teams can't get in their positions mm. and, in, and as soon as you get players you're more advanced players the ball earlier with a bit of space that's when they can turn create cause some problems and that wasn't happening it was too often that Ozil or Sanchez you know were getting balls in position where they had to beat someone or they had to open it up mm. themselves and then it's a, it just becomes a lot harder and when you've you know when you've had Champions League and you've had uh, you know games I mean you've got to remember Sanchez did a lot of travelling during the international break yeah. again and came in straight away mm. you know yeah. he needs that's why I think it's interesting you know for Reading tomorrow night to see Lucas Perez I think will start and Olivia if Giroud comes off the bench they need to just show that they can step in um, is Giroud fit to start? I, th- I don't think he'll start oh, really? but I think he'll be fit on the bench I think Perez oh, will start okay. Okay. who else are we going to see like Rain Adelaide Rain Adelaide um, Kieran Gibbs will captain the team mm. um, again after the, he did it against Forrest didn't he? Yep. Um, Alex also Chamberlain I think will play I think Alex Iwobi might play as well which is a little bit surprised about I thought it said a lot about how far he's come that he was he made his debut against Sheffield Wednesday last season in the, oh, yeah. in the, in the EFL yeah. Cup and then he was rested for Forest so he could play Chelsea in the Premier right, League yeah, less yeah. than a year later yeah. it tells you a lot about how far he's come Luke, um, do you think that? Do you think we're, um, you know, in the bigger picture of how well? We're, do you think we're title contenders as well, or do you, or do you think uh, we're, it's too early to say and we're getting carried away? I think the trouble is, is it, it, I'm led by narrative. So you know, it's that thing of like you, you had someone on the podcast last week who did think we were going to win the title, and it was the first time I'd listened and went, oh, <laughs> because and it's just because someone else said it that I started yeah. to get excited. But I mean, you know, look, I, I totally agree with James. I just think you know, look, there's 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 every team has got fallibilities, and mm. I think. I think it's what worries me is that Cazorla not being there meant that we couldn't unlock a Middlesbrough defence. And it worries me that, you know, Cazorla got a long injury last season and we had a lot of results like this last season where he's just sort of banging on the door, but not testing the goalkeeper that much. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I worry about. It's like, why should one player leaving mean that the whole thing falls apart? Mm. Well, and Xhaka as well. I think it was the two of them. Yeah, I think Xhaka's yeah, yeah. been great. Yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah. been absolutely yeah. like stringing. He, I think he strings it all together mm. for me. Whereas I think... 
you know, Coquelin, I think he's limited. I mean, I, you know, I love him. And everything. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah. And he, he, you know, his last few years he's been vital. But mm. I felt the limitations were there a bit on Saturday against Borough particularly. Yeah. That we weren't being, they weren't knitting together those moves as much as they had done in recent weeks. But the, but the, the same thing happened with Liverpool when they were playing United and they didn't have Lallana. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, Sturridge up front yeah. and suddenly yeah. they couldn't create yeah. that much. And, yeah. it, and it, so it just shows you that... And when, and when I saw um, Thingy, um, City not playing Aguero, I mean, I'm not mm. in Europe, I thought, well, you know, managers incredible. make mad yeah. decisions as well. Other managers yeah. as well as Wenger. I go criticise Wenger when he, when yeah, he doesn't yeah, yeah, play yeah. Czech, for example, but that was insane, wasn't it? Not yeah. playing Aguero. Yeah. I, you know, if that had been Wenger. And the other thing is the Pogba situation. If we'd have bought Pogba for 18 million or whatever it was and he'd have ended up playing like or not playing like he is it would have been like a massive scandal wouldn't yeah. it but somehow but you kind actually of, look at Wenger's big spending yeah know, Mustafi coming in yeah and done really well yeah, yeah you yeah, can't fault really well. it yeah and Sanchez been, and Ozil it's like you they think of Wenger's and I suppose Czech is uh, for a goalkeeper his five biggest signings in recent years yeah. have all been successes yeah but do you remember when Ozil... Pretty amazing. When people were having a go at Ozil, some of your colleagues, your listening <laughs> colleagues, having a go at Ozil, not you. But no, you'll know it wasn't me, because yeah. it really wasn't me. No, it wasn't you, no, no. But they did, didn't they? They were like, yeah, yeah. saying, you know, but... but yeah, Pop was just been incredibly ineffective. Somebody said it? he was. Somebody said he was nicking a living. I remember. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Um, yeah. Yeah. He had. He had a. He had a point to prove Ozil initially that he did. There were too many times when you thought. For for a forty two million pound player, which all right, you know the game's moved on. Even in three years, it doesn't seem like that much now. But it was it's a lot of money, yeah. you know. And you and you in the context of Arsenal spending as well, he's obviously a club record signing. You want your club record signing to go and influence those big games, to go mm. and make the difference. And he, you know, he struggled in in some big matches. And the problem is, is he's, he falls into the sort of although they were different players, different positions, falls a little bit into the Berbatov category mm. of he's quite languid. His style can look yeah, disinterested. Right. Yeah. But it's because he's got that composure yeah. that when it's working, he's just he looks like he's got time well, and space. I, I remember that exact when he scored against Bayern Munich last season. Yeah, and uh, and he, so it was you know huge goal, probably the, the biggest goal of that season so far. And Özil was still he's you know just a little clenched yeah, fist. Yeah, yeah. But I was like watching, I was like the difference of what if that had been an Özil or sorry if that had been a Sanchez or like a Messi or something, they'd have just gone mental. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so right. so we all see it. So even at that, at the highest moment, he still was a bit Yeah. Chilled. In the hat-trick, he was very, you yeah. know, he was kind of... Knackered. Knackered and modest, yeah. kind of in it. In way. Yeah, I know, I know we're coming to the end, but I think we'll know a lot more, won't we, in two weeks' time. If, if we can beat Tottenham... Yes. And yes. then, you know, we'll... I think that sort of sets the president. I mean, obviously, we've got Man United to come, you know, a couple yeah, of weeks after that. Yeah, we've got some big that. tests. You know, yeah. I just feel, I feel more confident going to them than I have in recent years. You know, Old Trafford last year, we went there in such a miserable result at a time that really it's ended our title situation. challenge but it's like we, we should beat Man United mm. now I bet we're the ones who mm. end up not beating them what do you think about uh, the game tomorrow you, what's your prediction um, I think uh, I think we'll win you know I think it'll be like 2-1 or something like that mm. fairly close yeah but I think I think I think that I think there's some good players good enough players to, to pull off that yeah. and do you think James will put a few few on the bench like in case we need them, like you know, will any of the big hitters, Sanchez, um, Ozil, be on the bench, or they'll just maybe, get the whole night off? No, I don't. I don't think. So. I think but Theo will be. I bet. Yeah, I think you might yeah. see one or two, but no. I mean, there'll, there'll be some kids. There'll be probably one or two just in case. But I think he's. I mean, he always says he's got great belief in the depth of the yeah. squad, but I think he sincerely believes it this yeah. time. Hmm. Do you think Ozil and Sanchez will resign? We've got a sign, haven't we? Do you think they will? Or do you think they're, they're... <sighs> That's a difficult one. I, I, I think that's genuinely up in the air. I think there's 
a number of factors. Brexit, believe it or not, I think is oh a factor God, there. Really? Yeah, with Fuck you know, the, the, you know, you, you got to remember that the, the, the pound has fallen so much that <sighs> um, these players <laughs> so angry about can, Brexit can, 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 can Yeah, it could be another unexpected factor. Um, but yeah, these you know these players can earn huge money abroad and and even yeah. more so now um and you know there was i think there was a story i think it was very much accurate a few weeks ago about them wanting about a quarter of a million a week which you know you wouldn't argue they're not entitled to and they certainly would get elsewhere yeah they'll get that elsewhere mm-hmm. um, so that you know that's a factor i think the, the ongoing uncertainty about the manager is probably at the and back you of you ask, do you think this is his do you think that it might be his last season i think it very could much possibly be <laughs> very good much lead. possibly no you right that's I, I the would, sentence you're not going to write I would, in, I would say that um, he doesn't know whether he's going to commit uh, or not. interesting okay I, I, you know I couldn't sit here and tell you one way or the other I right. think he doesn't know I okay. think if if there's enough he's there's, thinking about there's a battle for hearts and minds going on at the moment and mm-hmm. I think if there's an, if there's enough for the fans want him to continue and the team does well this season I think he will I think if it goes wrong again I think he'll walk away really Luke's got to go and do a gig but what's your prediction Luke for tomorrow you can do it as Arsene Wenger Uh, yes Uh, look I think it would be a difficult game for me yes but uh, look we have a lot of players who need uh, game time so uh, uh, hopefully Dubushi will play Uh, he's been playing with the youth team so uh, I think uh, 5-0 maybe yes and Sunderland Sunderland away on Saturday uh, Sunderland away on Saturday <laughs> yes look it's a difficult place to go if the, <laughs> the wind is a little bit much then uh, it can be difficult but um, yes I think Pickford could, could keep on so maybe 1-0 uh, maybe yes brilliant thanks Monsieur Monsieur Wenger and happy yeah. birthday thank you <laughs> <laughs> James what do you think is going to happen tomorrow and uh, on against Sunderland I feel a bit funny trying to predict something with psychic do it Josh. as Wenger psychic Josh yeah. non-psychic well, that's why I've gone last psychic sidekick Josh <laughs> I go last so not to give the game away early um, I, I, I think the way this team's playing at the moment I, I, I'm, I'm confident that Reading will be a comfortable win I, I'm going to say 3-0 there um, and I think they'll keep it going at Sunderland just because Sunderland are awful are they? they are yeah. they are bad um, and Moyes I think already is we thought Barrow would be terrible but they were, they were defending no they're, really really, they're reasonably well organised right, okay. but believe Sunderland me Sunderland are, are, are okay. but, I mean you play this back to me when they win 1-0 <laughs> yeah right yeah. Right. Um, I, I think Arsenal win 2-0 there as well okay. sidekick, sidekick Josh I'll go 2-0 tomorrow night and I guess credit to the club because it is £10 only tomorrow in the lower tiers £20 oh, yeah, in the upper yeah, tiers yeah, I know yeah. it's included in your club level but for the rest but, of yeah. us it's only £10 to sit downstairs so 2-0 uh, tomorrow and then I think also 2-0 on, on Saturday oh, away at Sunderland Double two and congrats Double again two to Joe five. on winning those tickets oh yeah congratulations to Joe I think it's going to be 2-1 tomorrow and 3-1 um, on Saturday thank you very much Luke have a good gig thank you very much tonight and Luke have you got like your tour dates on your website it's all in the spring and you oh, know, spring. some TV stuff and you're back out. on Big Brother back on Big Brother in January not oh, in the house we should make not in the house I keep getting asked to go on the show I, I, yeah I want to come say on to with them, me because uh, I haven't been on for years I used to go on all the time I'll make yeah, sure yeah. I go when you're I don't want to go on with like you know some idiots like Dan uh, or something you know, I want to you're go like A-listers like, yeah. like me <laughs> exactly yeah. Wednesday nights Wednesday nights yeah. right I'm going to I'm going to respond to that next time that'd be brilliant wouldn't it yeah if we do a joint and we, we did mention obviously James's book. James's that, book, yes, that's been out. Which uh, we had John Smith on yes. a few weeks ago, which James wrote. So uh, and that's been doing very well. Yeah, you, the, you the, the deal 
deal, with the reception. The deal inside the world of a super agent. Yeah, it's it's been great. I've got to say, it's 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 selling really well. It's um, getting picked up in a lot of places. There's a lot. There's a lot in it. There's a lot in it on Arsenal actually, and, and the way that the club really does their transfer business and and, and how that's evolved over time. Um, but also just how about how the Premier League really works and how it's formed and how it's come to be. So yeah. I, I've read it and I, I recommend it. So if um, you recommend it, no, I genuinely recommend it. No, it looks it looks absolutely. I should say there's also another book that I've written the foreword for with the, Dave Sigal will be on next week yes called Supporting Arsenal is a funny old game with lots of comedians mm. Luke you should have been in it but next time great um, talking about why they support Arsenal and I wrote <laughs> I wrote the forward and he's, he'll be in next Monday won't he yeah. we'll be back on Monday for a Halloween special I'm calling it Halloween Ooh. special it's just recording on Halloween <laughs> <laughs> thanks bye. bye bye Sports Social Podcast Network Step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.